humble, last week. Thanks for being here. Humboldt Last Week is a way to hear some of the highlights from Humboldt's Last Week while you do stuff. Hi, my name is Miles Cochran. I left commercial radio for another gig, and I do this for fun because I love Humboldt. Please do spread the word about the program. That's the best way to support it. You can listen and connect at HumboldtLastWeek.com. Definitely check out Humboldt Last Week on Facebook for updates, local goodness, giveaways, stuff like that. Heads up, this is a show for adults. Uh, Before we begin, a big thank you to the program partners this week. That's Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville. Local band Diggin' Dirt has been recording there. Out of Arcata, they've definitely been getting out there on the tour circuit. That's from their new EP, Bedrock. Check out where they've been recording at bongoboystudio.com. And Eel River Hydroponics in Fortuna, whether you're a beginner or master gardener, they have what you need. Soil, nutrients, hardware, and more, plus a very knowledgeable staff that'll help you maximize production. Get insight on the latest in outdoor and indoor gardening with Eel River Hydroponics in Fortuna. Find them at eelriverhydroponics.com. Well, let's begin. The sheriff's office arrested an 82-year-old guy with meth in Orleans. You see that? Of course, there were people online wondering if this old man pictured was actually in his 30s, but maybe he looked that old as a result of um, activities. Uh, An 82-year-old with mini bags of meth kind of reminds me of old Gramps with his pillbox with an opening for each day, like, this is for Monday, this is for Tuesday. You hear about this shit show weed deal in McKinleyville? Saw this report on North Coast News. Sheriff's office said this guy whipped out a gun during this cannabis deal, tried to rob these folks, pistol whipped one, started zip tying their hands. Then one of the victims whipped out a gun. Suspect took a hostage. Then this guy shot his gun a couple times, but didn't hit anyone, thankfully. Uh, Eventually, they took his gun from him. Cops got there, took the suspect in as he was trying to walk away. That is a wild one. Well, at the end of this month, an HSU alum is all set to be drafted into the NFL as an offensive lineman. Huge deal. Some people project Alex Kappa to be taken as early as the second round, and even if that doesn't happen that early, this is pretty unheard of for HSU. And how about this other defining moment for Kappa? He has his own Wikipedia page now. Big time! Fortuna City Manager Mark Wheatley is out. Maybe you saw that. Had some legal trouble related to DUI arrests. He resigned. Fortuna thanked him and wished him the best of luck. And the Public Works Director of Fortuna is going to take the reins as city manager for now. Maybe you saw the story about this guy who allegedly was drunk driving in Soham and assaulted people that were in his car. According to Kim Kemp, officers believe this guy took a phone away from a kid that was trying to call 911, assaulted everyone else in the car, including another adult and children. Guy was arrested for a long list of charges. Really unfortunate to see that. Well, this was just incredibly sad. The unexpected death of Humboldt's favorite radio DJ, Meyer in the Morning, Pete Meyer from Power 96.3. Had such a comforting voice, a voice that befriended people here for over three decades. Now, gone. Only to be heard in his recordings. He's only 68. Sending so much Humboldt love to his friends, family, listeners. You are going to be missed so much, Pete.
also incredibly sad, the young man who died in a chainsaw accident. Authorities say this 29-year-old was clearing brush near Trinidad, and a chainsaw kicked back at him. Sending love to his friends and family as well. Well, you may remember they dedicated their state championship to him. The Fortuna High football player who was hurt pretty bad last fall was back in school last week. Good news. Bailey Foley suffered a traumatic brain injury in a game down south. He's been fighting for his life for eight months. Maybe you saw Kim Kemp's article talking about how he had to relearn a bunch of stuff, including how to walk and talk again. Now he's getting closer and closer to being back in school full time during his senior year. Definitely awesome, Bailey. It's definitely worth a big smile. Good work. Wow, there's that crazy chase south of Fortuna reaching over 100 miles an hour with a guy in a rental car swerving around spike strips and stuff. They brought in this suspect for an attempted murder over in Tennessee. Guys from Arcata, I guess. Good work, officers. Pretty funny. Meadows comment. Did you see this? It says, they'll barely rent a car to an average person, but you can be a wanted murder suspect and get a rental. Well, the reviews are in for Humboldt-raised superstar Sarah Bareilles' Mary Magdalene in a live NBC version of Jesus Christ Superstar. Did you see it? Musical with John Legend and Alice Cooper has a 100% rating from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. Something from the Boston Globe. Sarah was excellent, bringing warmth, commitment, and distinction to her songs. Sarah's mom told the Times Standard, I had 25 people here standing up for Sarah and cheering. I was crying, of course. It was so wonderful. Just kind of amazing to watch your child up there being so marvelous with all those big stars. It was exceptional, and it was nice to share it with friends and family. Aww. Yeah, by the way, after the success of the show, I saw JC Superstar is going to be touring North America now. wonder if Sarah will be a part of that. Yeah, I did just call that play JC Superstar. I regret it already. Well, here's an update on the statue of murdered President William McKinley on the plaza in Arcata. You've seen the statue. As you know, the Arcata City Council voted to take it down because some feel it represents racial atrocities, especially McKinley's controversial policies impacting Native Americans. Well, some people are trying to get enough signatures to allow voters to make the final say on the statue. And at the same time, the Los Angeles Times pointed out if this removal happens, it would be the first time a city takes down a statue of a U.S. president. So Fox News got in on the action. Host Tucker Carlson started off by pointing out how McKinley fought against the Confederacy and for the Union and jabbed Arcata City Council member Paul Patino a few times. I just wonder how you would feel. Let's say there's a Paul Patino statue. I, I hope obviously there never is, but let's say there was. How would you like to be assessed on every bad thing you did? I'm sure you've done good things. I'm, I'm positive you've done some pretty bad things. I can just tell. How would you like it if people said, we got to tear this statue down? He was flawed. I mean, shouldn't we be a, a little more forgiving than that of people? However, Patino remained professional and did sort of surprisingly charm Carlson by saying no person should have a statue. Then George W.'s boy Carl Rove had his piece in the Wall Street Journal calling Arcata a hot spot of trendy leftism, basically saying people have their history of McKinley all wrong. While McKinley never stepped foot in Humboldt, the statue was a gift. The sculptor was pretty famous, and the thing has been up on the plaza for well over 100 years. After failed efforts in the past, the council recently voted to take it down 4-1. to one.
Well, maybe you know the growing media giant Sinclair has been getting grief for requiring their local TV people all over the country to read the same scripts. Now, some people say Sinclair is peddling conservative propaganda. Others say Sinclair is real news. Everything else is fake news. Maybe you saw this Deadspin video that was making its rounds. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous to our democracy. This is extremely dangerous. Yeah, you get the point. The North Coast news stations here are owned by Sinclair. So if you see local news on ABC and Fox, North Coast News, it's them. And they said they aired that promo that was in the Deadspin video. And someone from North Coast News anonymously talked with KMUD. I'll paraphrase what they said. They basically were like, promos are common, but not like that. They don't want to air this stuff, but they don't know if they're going to get fired if they don't. And get this quote, we've already decided not to air any promo that has been given to us by Sinclair in response to the viral video, end quote. Rebellious. Again, that's from KMUD. The anonymous source from North Coast News also noted when it comes to their local coverage, they've never been told what to do by Sinclair. And I personally haven't noticed any of that myself. Oh, by the way, if Sinclair takes over the company Tribune, purchase they're working on, Sinclair is going to be able to reach over two-thirds of households in this country. Growing indeed. Well, Humboldt's notoriety for violence bled into the entertainment world last week. Local mixed martial arts fighters turning pro. Fella said he also had an offer from UFC, but chose the other top MMA company. 30-year-old Arcada dude with green hair, Cass Bell, has a fight May 12th at the SAP Center in San Jose, viewable on the Bellator app. An opioid addiction center is coming to Arcata. According to the Times Standard, the plan now is for this thing to open in 9 to 10 months on Harris Street. It'll be able to treat 200 people suffering from opiate addiction. There's that big heroin bust in Eureka and Fortuna, 3.6 pounds they found in a hidden compartment in a car. The suspect was then in an unhidden compartment in jail. Uh, this is related as Trump is calling for the death penalty for some drug dealers. Time Standard spoke with our law enforcement leaders about that. We have a serious heroin problem. Uh, according to the sheriff's office, they've nabbed more heroin within the first three months of this year than was brought in in both 2016 and 2017 combined. Really? Uh, one sensible opinion was that because prescriptions are harder to get now, more people are turning to heroin. It's easy to find out there. A lot of it has been coming up from Mexico, along with meth. Cops here definitely seemed good with harsher penalties for dealers in the right cases, but DA basically said there's no real evidence that shows the death penalty does much as a crime deterrent. Before we jump into our interview, I'm going to thank the sponsors one more time. Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville. Find them at bongoboystudio.com. And Eel River Hydroponics in Fortuna. Find them at eelriverhydroponics.com. Well, it's something people talk about a lot here. The revolving door at the jail. Repeat offenders, catch and release, people that should be in jail, out of jail. And here to talk about something along those lines is Ryan Burns of the Lost Coast Outpost. Thanks for your time, Ryan. No problem, Miles. Last week, Humboldt's Board of Supervisors voted 4-1 to one 
So back an initiative that would be in part restricting early release for prisoners, something that could be voted on what in November. Yeah, it's uh, it's in the signature gathering process right now. So it's a, a voter initiative that um, is uh, aiming for the November general election ballot. And uh, yeah, it's it's called the Reducing Crime and Keeping California Safe Act of 2018. And what does this initiative do? Well, uh, you know, I, I haven't uh, uh, researched the details of it, but essentially um, it, it is sort of a, a response to some of the previously passed voter measures in recent years, Props 47 and 57, as well as the public safety realignment in California, which was uh, Assembly Bill 109. And those were all designed to, uh, you know, uh, divert some offenders from our prisons, in part because uh, California's prisons are um, incredibly overcrowded. They got so overcrowded that uh, the U.S. Supreme Court ordered the state to reduce its prison population, um, <laughs> reduce it down to 137.5% of the design capacity. So it was, it was well above that. So there were, <clears throat> there were these, um, you know, a series of, of voter passed initiatives that, uh, that, um, reclassified certain offenses as uh, misdemeanors rather than felonies. They also made it possible for um, certain offenders to be diverted into community supervision programs. So these are things that are usually managed by county probation departments. And as you mentioned, um, there have been a lot of um, unintended consequences, uh, and we've seen them in Humboldt County. There are people who are, uh, you know, serial property crime committers who don't end up spending much time uh, in confinement uh, because the thresholds for, uh, you know, prison sentences have been raised. So a lot of people are really frustrated. Uh, and, you know, we see that a lot here in Humboldt County. There are uh, just, you know, citizens and shop owners feel like uh, they're under siege with uh, the, the property theft and property damage. And a lot of it is being done by a small group of criminals who, you know, go in and out of the revolving door. Um, so that brings us back to the Reducing Crime and Keeping California Safe Act. And, um, Serial property theft would mean a year in jail rather than probation. Uh, that's that's a big one. Um, and it would authorize felony sentences for certain crimes that are currently classified as misdemeanors. Uh, and it would also expand a list of offenses that um, disqualify an inmate from uh, parole programs. So basically, it's a tough on crime bill. And uh, yeah, the, the Board of Supervisors discussed it last Tuesday and it was interesting because two of the county's top lawmen disagree on this bill. Our county's probation chief, Bill Damiano, who's about to retire, he uh, implored the Board of Supervisors not to support this, while uh, County Sheriff Billy Hansel uh, does support it. So it was an interesting discussion. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So you have this initiative aimed to be tough on crime in response to Prop 47 and 57. This aims to reduce the release of violent prisoners, as you say, makes serial theft a felony. It increases penalties for parole violations. More DNA collection. I think that was an, another thing that was talked about. So this all sounds nice on paper um, if you're not a criminal. 
Right. Yeah, you said uh, <laughs> Sheriff Hansel, he's for this initiative, right? He is. Uh, most law enforcement agencies are. I know that um, Eureka uh, Police Chief Watson is also uh, in favor of it, and the Eureka City Council voted to uh, send a letter of support for it. But uh, Bill Damiano... Uh, he he had an interesting perspective you know he said that he he feels this would just be he admits for to start with that, that there were unintended consequences with props 47 and 57 uh but he says that this would be replacing bad laws with yet another bad law he called this a, a knee-jerk reaction uh and he said that it would essentially take away a lot of the tools that probation departments have to help offenders try to reintegrate into society, whether that's through, um, you know, substance abuse treatment programs, uh, you know, helping them find housing and jobs. Uh, and he also made the point that um, prisons are still overcrowded. And so if, if, the state keeps passing tough on crime bills. It just puts uh, state agencies and local agencies in the position of having to choose who gets released. As he put it, the egg carton only holds so many eggs. So if if you have these um, hard and fast rules about certain people must be housed for these offenses, it will inevitably force other offenders out on the street. And he said, you know, he, he thinks that that is um, too blunt of a tool. Uh, and he argued that there are legislative fixes that are working their way through the state legislature to correct some of the unintended consequences of Props 47 and 57. Yeah, so he, he urged the board not to support it. But uh, as you mentioned, they ended up voting four to one to uh, uh, sign a resolution in support of this uh, this act. So, yeah, like on one side, you hear the concerns of the community. It kind of sucks that people are looking over their shoulder at times here. And these are sort of side effects of Prop 47 and 57. But then this additional initiative has additional side effects. So it's like side effects on top of side effects is what uh, Damiano is saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I mean, you know, California has the, the voter uh, initiative uh, system and it is um, uh, it's controversial in a lot of ways because while, you know, while it seems like this very direct form of democracy, it also has resulted in some clumsy and, uh, you know, some laws that like props 47 and 57, uh, weren't written as well as they could have been. And, um, it's sort of this cycle where voters often have to try to clean up the mess that previous legislation created with, uh, with new legislation. Yeah. So I'm hearing the law enforcement officers here, but I'm also hearing Damiano, you know, something he said that really, you know, stuck with me is 95% of people put into custody are inevitably going to be released. So kind of understand his desire to want to focus more on rehabilitation. Yeah. And he has, uh, in, in previous uh, conversations, he has, uh, you know, talked about the prison system uh, in particular as, uh, you know, I think he, he told me once it's like dipping people in antisocial goo. You know, you take these people who are already, uh, you know, criminal offenders, and then you, you put them in these uh, these institutions where they're surrounded by other criminals, and there's you know 
there has been less and less focus over the years in the rehabilitation mission of the state prison system, and it's it's more about housing and punishment. But uh, we reached our capacity for how many people we can house and punish, and uh, if we uh, if we don't reduce the, the state prison population, then uh, a federal receiver will come in and uh, take over the the decisions about who gets released and who doesn't. Right. Well, if this initiative does get passed, I believe we will have more jail cells soon because the jail is expanding. Is that right? Uh, the county jail is is uh, set to expand, and there are plans to have more treatment options uh, in the jail. So it, it's interesting because you know because counties are housing more criminals now, they need to uh, be organized more like prisons, and so that you know the need for substance abuse treatment and mental health treatment and uh you know just more beds uh, has has really we've seen that here in Humboldt County but it's happening all over the state Absolutely well super appreciate your coverage on that Ryan that's Ryan Burns writer with the Lost Coast Outpost is there anything else you want to mention Ryan Uh no I think it'll be interesting to see if this qualifies for the ballot and see if uh, it passes it seems like tough on crime Measures tend to have uh, a good track record at the uh, the ballot box, but um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Remains to be seen. All right. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Take care. Hey, thanks again to the Humboldt Last Week sponsors, Bongo Boy Recording Studio in McKinleyville and Eel River Hydroponics in Fortuna. My name is Miles Cochran. I left radio for another gig. I do Humboldt Last Week for fun because I love this place. You can head over to HumboldtLastWeek.com to listen, connect, check out fresh new music. Right now, you can check out new songs from Lauv, Trampled by Turtles, and The Used. Yeah, good news stuff from Lauv, Trampled by Turtles, and The Used. Just head over to HumboldtLastWeek.com, click on New Music, and you'll be able to check out the full tracks. A little playlist there. Uh, I'm around if you have thoughts. Hope you have a good week. All right, bye. Humboldt Last Week.